on the, on the week of September the 3rd, we're going to do a three-day fast that leads into the weekend. So the fast will start, mm, that's perfect, September the 1st is on a Wednesday, and I wanted to do it, the fast will start September the 1st at 6 a.m., which is a Wednesday, and it'll go throughout the weekend, so it'll end on Friday night or Saturday morning. And so it will be a three-day fast, and what we're going to do is we're going to have a uh, prayer service that Friday night. Oh, okay. Um, we're going to have a uh, prayer service that Friday night. We're just going to open up the church by 5 or 6 o'clock. If you want to get off work, you want to come here. I'm going to see about leaving the, the, the video open. Um, and so I know it won't look all super whatever, but people might come on the screen to see, huh, I just hear people praying. Yep. So because there are people who you know are with us in other countries, other states, people who live very, very far south who may not want to drive that far, but they will be in their living rooms or their room, and they're connected to us via the video. So it's going to be a three-day fast. Go as hard as you can. This is typically when you want to try and do no food, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Friday, we'll come here and pray. That's going to be a special weekend where that Friday, and I'll invite other churches, that Friday we'll come here and pray, maybe go all the way and cut it off or maybe around 9 or 10 o'clock or people can leave as they need to go home and we'll just cut it off at 10. People can stay as long as they want. And then that Saturday morning, we're probably going to open up the sanctuary at 5 or 6 in the morning so that you can come right back. This is, uh, let me tell you the purpose for this. I know that many places don't teach this, but um, praying in tongues, one of the things that it does greatly is it manipulates, controls, adjust, destroys, and creates the future. And when you go to a new season in your life or you move to a new state or start a new job or the Lord promotes you in ministry like he did with this church, you go to a new level. How many know the old folks say every new level has a new devil? Um, whenever, actually, every, and that's true, but also every new level has a certain amount of challenges. Remember what Peter, no, remember what Paul said? He said the Lord opened up a great door to me he said, but when, when, when it opened, he said there were many adversaries. So whenever the Lord opens up a new door for you, he opened up the door for you to destroy the adversary behind the door. God doesn't promote you into an any, if God, now you may promote yourself, but God never promotes you into an arena where there are no giants to be killed. Never. Just period. Because we're in a war. And so, so sometimes he will promote you into something. He'll open up a door to something. And, and then things won't start working right. You're like, I'm excited about the new level. <laughs> and then everything comes to a screeching halt because uh, the devil was like, yeah, I'm not excited. And so that's why I have an army standing in front of you. I mean, if you could literally see what it looks like, you know, you climb a mountain and then at the top of that mountain is a portal, which is a door. And, and when the door opens, you see an army as far as the eye can see standing there in front of you and saying, nope. <laughs> I don't care what your God said, you're not coming through here. And you have to pull out your sources to start slicing off necks. I know I can be a little graphic sometimes, but you know, that's literally what it looks like in the spiritual realm. You know, our God is a warrior, not a punk. Okay, and so, uh, so, so the purpose for that will be as, because we're launching the church and everyone will be able to find a place to do what you are, believe the Lord is calling you to do, and we're training everybody to be the beasts that God has called them to be. 
then what's going to happen is, is that you will then attract more armies than you've ever dealt with. And as a result of that, you know, you can tell, you can feel it, you can sense it, and then you start getting frustrated. Just, just little things like there's certain things I need to move over into with this building, even my home. And no matter who you call, they don't show up. No matter who you call, they won't return the call. You ask four people, five people to give you a quote. I'll get back with you tomorrow. And all five people don't call you back. These are what you call hindrances. Okay? Hindrances and, and frustrations. And, and it's the enemy. Because if he can't, let me tell you something. If you are on point with your life and the devil can't stop you, what he'll do is try to stop you by those that are around you that are not on point. Okay, you're trying to get better with your life, and I'm, I'm having a hard time stopping your discipline. So what I'm going to do is, is that I'm going to start messing with the mind of your best friend. And then hopefully y'all will get into an argument or your, your friend. Wait, watch. Uh, I'm telling on myself now. You plan doing, doing this today, and you know that you need to finish this because this has to do with your purpose and your destiny. But your friend calls you and asks you to help him move. And when, G, when the devil can't get you with evil, he only gets you with good. And good is always the enemy of excellence. Because, and so you remember when the demon-possessed woman had to beg Jesus? Beg Jesus to heal her demon-possessed daughter. And Jesus said, no, I don't have time for that. You don't have time for that. I thought you were full of love. I am. But that's not what the Lord told me to do. So your child must suffer because the Lord told me to only talk to the Jews. And she came back to him again. He said, no. He said, I'm only sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Jesus was so committed to what his father told him to do, he would have left that girl demon-possessed. And that seems cruel, but there's a lesson in that. There will always be problems. And if you find yourself chasing problems in life, guess what? It is okay for you to tell your, I don't know why I'm saying this. It is okay for you to tell your friend, no, I can't help you today. It is okay for you to tell your family members, sorry, I can't make the birthday party. It is okay. Jesus did it all the time. You remember? Oh, Lord, maybe this message is for her. Somebody don't want to go to a birthday party today. Yeah, y'all remember when Jesus, uh, for y'all to read the Bible, how many people read the Bible in here? If you don't, raise your hand anyway. I'm going to start reading it today, Reverend, because you're bringing out some stuff. Okay, how many of you remember when Jesus was doing something and a crowd was around him and some, the disciples said, uh, they said, Lord, your mother and your brother and your brothers, they want to meet with you. And what did he say? Only those who do the will of God are my mother, father, brother, and sister. Hey, man, that's wonderful. <laughs> he was about his business. He put his family members in check. Okay. So, but again, the Bible says that his own family members didn't believe in him. None of Jesus' siblings believed in him at first. So you're waiting on your family to support you. You're waiting on your family to do this. And y'all, sometimes family can be the most dangerous enemy you ever have. There are people that won't leave churches that they know they should leave because of family. And sometimes the best thing you can do, y'all, is leave everybody behind. And that's the only way you'll be able to save them. You see it in the movies every single time. Everybody going to war, everybody going to war. Y'all, how many of y'all saw Lord of the Rings? Do y'all remember the scene when Aragorn left the entire army? And went another way. And the king was mad. Why would he leave us right in the midst of the battle? He wasn't leaving you. He was going another way. 
and you remember the end of the movie, because he went another way, he ended up getting an army that helped them win the entire war in one second. So sometimes the only way that you can save people is you got to leave them. All righty. Y'all are hilarious. I haven't even got to the two sermons yet. They're short. So keep that in mind. So that particular weekend, we're going to do prayer, prayer, and, and more and more of the services will be more in, in doing a longer amount of time in prayer, 10, 15, sometimes 20 minutes. And then sometimes the spirit of prayer will come on the congregation and you won't be able to stop. The Holy Spirit will be like, okay, since y'all jumped into this vein, I'm using you all to fix, repair, destroy, or create something that requires more time. I need y'all to do this about 10 minutes more. I wish you could see how this looks. Okay, so, all right, so I guess that was too many messages. Let's go on to the third one. <laughs> all right, so, um, so the third message is the seven reasons why people die. I'm going to tell you, it's only seven. There are only seven reasons why people die. So, when I, so people look at me strange when they say no one is dying from COVID. Uh-uh. And so I have four nurses, minimum. I have four nurses that are members of this church. Two here and two at the other location. And there might be more. But, but all four, since COVID has showed up, the all four have worked on the front lines of the most extreme COVID patients. Neither four of them had ever been vaccinated. And neither four of them have ever gotten sick. You don't get sick because someone else is sick. You get sick because your immune system is down. And it's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. You didn't catch a cold from someone else. Maybe they had the cold, but the reason why you caught a cold is because your immune system was down. Okay? Operating in worry, which breaks down your immune system. Operating in fear, which breaks your immune system down. Operating in anger and strife, which breaks your immune system down. Not eating healthy breaks your immune system down. Not getting enough rest. Your eyes open 2 o'clock in the morning because you got to get just in another one more episode. How many of you ever watch these movies? And my wife and I, you know, my wife and I watch something, you know, one of those 12-episode movies. And we'll watch one. And, and, and then we're like, okay, let's watch another one. What's so funny is after we watch the second one, both of us just sit there and don't say anything to see who's going to say first that we should watch episode number three. Because both of us know we need to turn television off and go to bed. And then one of us ends up saying something. Fine, let's go and watch another one then. Yeah, you're not getting enough sleep. That's the reason. So when you compile all of those together, your immune system begins to squash. And now it's too weak to fight off an invader. And then we don't eat right. We don't eat enough food. We don't drink enough water. All of that stuff is compounded. That's the reason why. So these are the seven reasons. Let's jump into this. The first one. And so, so watch this. When sickness and disease and scenarios visit a person's door, this is one of the, these are one of the sep, these are the seven reasons why they might pass away. And not all of them are bad. Some of them are good. Y'all ready? Yeah. First one is the bad one, though. Living in sin. Psalm 32:3. When I refuse to confess my sin, my body wasted away, and I groaned all day long. Most people don't know that living in sin actually causes you to age faster. Any ever seen or people that they've been saved for a long time and they live right like the Copelands? Copelands might be 150, we don't even know. They still look like they're in their 40s. So, because, because the closer you are to 
heaven's light in the word and living clean, that light that keeps all things alive. It, it, it slows down the aging process. Any ever seen somebody that had been living like a fool and they're only 25 but they look 80? Who <laughs> was that boy that came to uh, that movie with Will Smith? That classic scene when, when Martin Lawrence and Will Smith, you know, bust open the door because he was coming to take his daughter on a date. He asked the boy how old he was. He said, I'm 18. He said, you look 40. <laughs> I mean, these young people, man, they just, because the, the lifestyle that they live in, okay? Proverbs 19, 16, keep the commandments and keep your life. Despising the commandments attracts death. Proverbs eight thirty six. he that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul. All that hate me love death. Because you, you. Whatever you hate by default, you love its opposite. You remember what Jesus said? Well, um, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So one of, the way, one of the main ways you prove your love to Christ is by keeping his commandments. Okay? And the fourth one under that one, Romans 6.23. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. So a first per person, so when, when people get upset or pastors do certain things, and that's what I said. I don't make changes because people die. I want to know why they died. Well, they were a Christian. At least that's what they said. Well, they were they they were on the, they were part of the prayer intercessors. Mm-hmm. And Peter sliced off somebody's ear. They were on the ministerial staff. Mm-hmm. And Judas was stealing the money and negotiated the sale of Jesus. Cares not what you call yourself, it's what you live. That's why I don't get look, and there's nothing wrong. You have different personalities. That's why if you see me in public, you're not you're not gonna hear me say, Praise the Lord, brother. You're not gonna see me do that. What's up? It's happening. That's what I do. Because that's all just religious stuff. And there's nothing wrong. So for some people that I know some brothers at churches, they see you in public, praise the Lord, brother, and they'll knock your teeth out. It's a salutation. I just I just don't use it. I'm just y'all know what I'm saying. On what I'm saying, yeah. What am I saying? Let me get back to what I'm saying here. Okay, so so it's 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 um I forgot what I was saying. Oh, so yeah, so so you know, living in sin attracts these things, and titles and all of those things. They don't mean it doesn't mean anything. And so there are reasons why people die. You know, my mom and my mother-in-law. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. They both died because they decided to check out. Okay, so that's one thing is, is that there are some people, we're not talking about you're struggling with something. I ministered to a gentleman this morning. Sometimes y'all see the gentleman in here that's kind of tall. He's loud. He was here Wednesday. He was here this morning. We had to kind of put him in check twice. I told him, I said, man, you got to stop bringing alcohol in here. You come in here drunk and the alcohol makes you say things that you can't remember. He come right in here talking law and all those things. So I pulled him into the hallway and I set up because he, in case you don't know, he was in the Vietnam War, and he saw things that he can't get out of his mind, and the alcohol tries to help him drown it away, but he's a spirit-filled Christian. See, well, God will respect that man. Why? Now, he's struggling with something. You talk to him, he said, I know I need to stop drinking. I just can't stop. That's, that's different. That's you struggling with something. That's different than, <laughs> I don't care what God thinks, man. We're about to get this party on. I don't care. You know, y'all see the difference. The difference is your heart motive. Everyone is strong. How many of y'all got at least one thing that if, if we put this on the tree, yeah, you taking the whole human race down just like Adam did. I mean, you know, 
<laughs> Sin. Everybody has something. You know, and so and the Lord knows you have that something. We're not talking about that. Okay. The Bible says that if another man offends you and turns around and asks for forgiveness, Jesus said, do it. Unlimited. How many of you know that you did something again, you asked God to forgive you, and you know that he forgave you? I got to make that clear because people will then get condemned. Well, I've been struggling with something, and, I, and from time to time I end up doing it. Okay, that's called a struggle. That's not called a lifestyle of sin. Y'all got me? But those that want to on purpose live a lifestyle of sin and don't want to be told that they need to be corrected, then, yeah, you attract death, and your body starts wasting away. So you could be a Christian or you could be an unbeliever, well, no, sorry, you could be a Christian and the, I am very, very surprised at how many Christians are very callous towards God, very callous towards him. And they almost, they try to deceive themselves into thinking, well, because I came to church, then, 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 you know, the Lord is pleased. No, no, that's just something you're supposed to do on the side. You know, like one girl told me, that's right. She said, uh, Sunday is for Jesus and the rest of the days are for me. I said, that's not what the Bible says. <laughs> but people convinced themselves, whatever. All right, so the second one is fear. Job 3, 25 through 26. What I always feared has happened to me. What I dreaded has come true. I have no peace and no quietness. I have no rest, only trouble come. So you listen to how many people are getting COVID. You listen to how many people are dying from COVID. And then when you get it or you become afraid of it. And so you attract it because of your faith. That's all fear is. Fear is faith. Raw biblical faith is the belief that something good is going to happen. Fear is the same belief that something bad is going to happen. So if you start feeling like something bad is going to happen, you have start attracting those type of happenings. Then when you do get it, you then are afraid to die. So now you start multiplying and death is trying to take you out. And so, yeah, but they love Jesus. Wonderful. Doesn't matter how much you love Jesus, they will never allow you to break spiritual law. Period. So get out of fear. How do I stop being afraid? First of all, stop listening to what makes you afraid. Stop getting up and looking at the news to see how many people died yesterday. I don't care if 99% of the planet died yesterday. I'm still, I don't know what 99% of the planet was doing. Man, that's how I think. I don't care. <laughs> Y'all remember that old stupid movie, Titanic? Got that band sitting up there playing the music as the stingers. I don't know why they sunk. <laughs> so the second one is fear. Third one is unbelief. Matthew 17, 18 through 20. Jesus rebuked the demon in the boy and it left him. From that moment, the boy was well. Afterward, the disciples asked Jesus privately, why couldn't we cast him out? Or why couldn't we cast out that demon? Because they had cast out others. He said, you don't have enough faith. I tell you the truth. If you had faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say this mountain, move from here to there, and it would move and nothing would be impossible. So in this particular situation, the, the disciples tried to overcome a negative thing, but their faith was not strong enough, so that thing overcame them. So there, I cannot tell you how many times I've been at the bedside of people, and they tell me this, I'm waiting on the Lord to heal me. And I tell them, you'll be waiting until Jesus comes back. 
because it's already paid for. You just simply don't have enough faith. And people actually get offended if they tell them you don't have enough faith, but they don't understand. It's spiritual law. Jesus said, you will receive whatever you truly believe. And if it has not happened, it just means that your faith is not strong enough. So do what it takes to build your faith. The Bible says spending time in the word will increase your ability to believe. It's as simple as that. No, you want to read a Psalms on your way out the door as you drink your Starbucks coffee. You got to live in it where you lose track of time. The Bible says renew your mind and you will automatically be transformed. Hebrews 11:6. It's impossible to please God without faith. So you're asking God to heal you, but if he sees that you have no faith, he won't. God is very demanding. You know why? Because he knows that what he told you to do, you have the ability to do. You just rather watch TV for five hours and spend five minutes in the world before you go to bed and read that scripture 15 times. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I do it almost every night. Well, I just, I like to, I like to read myself to sleep, but the problem is I stay up too long. And so I take my iPad in the bed and, and I turn it on and, Sometimes I'm, I'm out before I even got a chance to put in the scripture, you know, and you're reading in the beginning and, and then you wake up and you, you've been asleep for 10 minutes and in the beginning God, and then you go back to sleep again and how many of that happens to you all the time? And then you get so frustrated yourself. So you didn't lay it down and then you can watch TV for four hours. So, I'm telling you, Bible says your body fights against the things of God. If you plan on being a Christian or a strong Christian, you have to live crazy. You're going to feel like a sinner all the time. You're going to feel crazy all the time. And some people give up because they don't know that's a natural part of the process. I mean, you're, the Bible says in the world there's an antichrist spirit. Then you're surrounded and living in sin. Then your own body, the Bible says, is not fighting. It says it's warring against you. Do you know the intensity behind war? When you are at war with someone, your only agenda is to kill them. Then you got negative stuff running through your mind and you're trying to stay sane. Hmm. Proverbs 18, 14. I may not have given you that scripture. It is? Okay. And it's very important. I just threw this in. The strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble. But a weak and broken spirit, who can raise up a bear? So this lets you know that your ability to hold back sickness and disease and destroy it when it comes upon you has to do with the real you, the spirit man. Because it says the strong spirit of a man can sustain him in the midst of pain or trouble. Okay? And so that's one of the things that happened to me. I probably did get it. I don't know. Because I'm always doing crazy stuff. Won't go to bed. <laughs> Stay up two days in a row and then ask my wife, I don't know why I'm tired. She's looking at me. Because I'm so, you know, in the zone. So, so my immune system kind of goes up and down. I'm much better at that now. So I caught something that knocked me out for three days. I didn't investigate it. I didn't go to the doctor. I'm not saying you shouldn't go to the doctor. I don't do investigations like that because I know how to get healed naturally and spiritually. All I did was I just said, well, this was my raw unconscious belief. And that is if I just take my vitamins and I get some rest and just read and pray, then I'll be fine. That's what I unconsciously believed. But I slept for three days. I didn't get one single scripture in, not one prayer. I just needed rest. And I needed vitamins in my system. 
And when I say I was out, my wife will tell you I was out for three days. I'm not, not sleeping three days straight. I'm talking about, you know, you sleep throughout the night and then you get up, you go back to bed and sleep for another four hours. Then I would get up, sleep for another three hours. And it was like that for three days. And after about three or four days, boom, I was back to my Superman status. All right, number four reason why people die is wrong or bad decisions. Second Chronicles 16, 12. In the 39th year of his reign, Asa developed a serious foot disease. Yet even with the severity of his disease, he did not seek the Lord's help, but turned only to his physicians. So he died in the 44th year of his reign. Okay. Some people die because they don't make the right decisions when they're sick. They make a bad decision to listen to their cousin. Well, you know, if you got COVID, you know, you can just smoke a little weed and it should take care of it because it is an herb. <laughs> stupid people just doing stuff like that. Then you want to hear something stupid? When I was in Detroit, they used to have this area where um, uh, guys would meet to uh, drag, drag race cars. And, uh, and this guy pulled up and he was getting ready to drag race. And, and <laughs> I know y'all just think I just come up with these crazy stories. So before the race started, the guy got out. He said, hold on, hold on, I need to do something. And he opened up his gas tank and was pouring Coca-Cola in the gas tank. Because this fool had read someplace that Coca-Cola helped with that particular strain of gasoline. And he's like, fool, no, I know what I'm doing. Boom, boom, we put the Coca-Cola in the tank. And, and we got the launch off. <laughs> the engine blew up. Why? He made the wrong decision. Oh, you'd be surprised what type of stupid people do. The people doing all type of crazy stuff, you know. But some people make the wrong decisions. I counseled, you've heard me share this before. I counseled a lady years ago. The family called me to the house because they said our mama is demon-possessed. I said, your mama that leads a cell group is demon-possessed now? Yeah. Long story short, she went to the doctor. He, had, he prescribed this particular pharmaceutical medication, and the Holy Spirit told her, don't take it. And she knew it. She I talked to her later. She said, I knew it. She says, but I let that doctor pressure me. And when she took it, her mind snapped for about four days. And when I say it snapped, it snapped hard. She gave all her money away, her wedding rings, and the title to her Cadillac. And was sitting on the curb saying that the end of the world was coming. Her mind snapped. And so, and Holy Spirit told me, he said, she just disobeyed an instruction I gave her. I didn't know what it was. He said, just let it wear off. And so, boom. She was back to normal. Four days later, gave the full testimony. So it's just, there are bad things that happen to people. Man, I don't know if I want to share that story. There's a particular minister that died years ago. And it really hit that ministry very hard. It was very hard. It hit. He was a very beloved man of God. I mean, and, and he lived right. He was a worshiper, okay? But he was out of town, and, and in his heart, he knew something was wrong with the plane, but he wanted to get back home to be a part of a special occasion that he didn't want to miss. And I don't want to mention it because I want to keep it vague on purpose. And, and the, typical, the typical man would do whatever he took to be back for this special occasion, okay? And so he got on the plane, and the plane crashed and killed everybody. And everybody was like, why? What happened? Oh, my God, God is not real. Boom, 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 boom. And we found out years later that there was another minister in the airport with that guy who said, your guy was telling me he really should not get on that plane. But he just let that date. I, I don't care what the date is. 
Y'all, if you don't have peace, I don't care if it is your 30th wedding anniversary. If you don't have peace about that vacation, y'all better go walk downtown and hold hands and get on the Ferris wheel. <laughs> and, and that's what a devil will do. He knows that there, he knows that there's, if there's a particular area or a date where you won't listen to God because of how important it is to you seemingly, then they will center and create something around that date. Because they know on your birthday, you ain't going to try to hear from God because it's about your celebration on that day. And they know about how those days are so important. So for the whole year, they will be creating something to destroy you on that day. Because they know on that day, if the Lord tells you to stay home, you're not going to stay home. That's why you got to listen to God every single day. When my birthday comes, I would tell, ask my family, if I don't feel like celebrating on that day, I'm not going to celebrate. Period. I might do it that weekend. I might not do it. I might just wake up two months later. You know what? Today is a good day to celebrate my birthday. But that's how I am. I know sometimes we're not talking about, oh, don't take away my special day. We're not trying to take away your special day. You just have to be careful on days or things or scenarios that mean so much to you, you couldn't let it go if God told you to. And if he tells you to let it go, it's because he's saving you, not because he doesn't want you to have fun. Y'all got that? All right. So number five reason is choice. Some people choose to die when they get sick. And those hurt because you want mama or daddy or grandmama to stay around. And when they, when they check out, they have checked out. Trust me. Because, and sometimes, let me just read it. Philippians 1.23. I'm torn between two desires. I long to go and be with Christ in heaven, which would be far better for me. But for your sakes, it's better that I continue to live. Knowing this. I am convinced that I will remain alive so I can continue to help all of you grow and experience the joy of your faith. Notice, he could make his own decision if he wanted to live or die. I've seen people and I've had relatives, when they found out they got sick, they chose to check out and went fast. Some people get COVID and they, and, and, and sometimes the person was already tired. Some, you'd be surprised how many times that sometimes parents, the children have been getting on their nerve long enough you'd be surprised what people tell me when it's just me and them and I'm in the hospital room or at the side of the bed and they're like yeah I'm tired of my kids acting crazy they're gonna be all right you know and they check out and they say don't tell them no and I don't okay so so and then there are times when you know one of the, you know, one of the most difficult things for me is when a loved one gets sick and the Lord has already told me that they're going to die I will never tell the family members and the family members are praying and exercising faith and, and I just won't tell them because if I tell them, no, I'm sorry, you're, this person is getting ready to go on to the other side, then they blame it on me. You know, you were not on one accord and you spoke a death curse. No, I didn't speak anything. So, I, so what I've learned to do is I don't say anything. And then after the fact, I will tell them. Now, you know what? Actually, actually, just recently, I just realized for the first time I told a person that their mom was getting ready to pass. They called me and I said, this is the reason why your mom was getting ready to pass. And they were overjoyed. It gave them peace. But you gotta be very, very careful with that, particularly you all that are gifted. I mean, for you all that can, that the Lord will give you a dream about someone dying, you have to pray about that and say, Lord, are you showing this with me just because I'm your friend? Or are you showing with me for me to pray? Or are you, what you gotta ask the Lord? Because a lot of you, you get dreams and, and the person dies in a dream and then they die that way. Outside the dream. Okay. Y'all got that. Choice. 
A lot of people can make that choice, you know? And so some people make the choice younger, some people make the choice older, but either way, that's your choice. Typically when people make that choice, they don't tell their family members or friends, they just make the choice. Sixth one is, the reason why people die is protection from something worse. Isaiah 57, verse one. Good people pass away. The godly often die before their time. But no one seems to care or wonder why. No one seems to understand that God is protecting them from the evil to come. For those who follow godly paths will rest in peace when they die. Notice he didn't say those who die will rest in peace. He said those who follow godly paths will die. So quit talking about these individuals that act a fool for the devil and rest in heaven and rest in peace. No, they're not. The Bible says there is no peace for the wicked. It's simple. Right now, the world deceives themselves into thinking they can do their own path and pay the price they want to pay to get into heaven. Well, you know what? I know Best Buy said that this television costs $2,000, but you know what? I decided I'm going to pay $2 and take the television anyway. And then got the nerve to wonder why they're the authorities outside your house. I saw a video yesterday. I probably watched this video about 15 times. These guys tried to break in this guy's house at 2 o'clock in the morning, and the whole thing was on the Vinfin. You saw it? The whole thing was on the ring device. All four guys snuck up on the house, and then one of them tried to cover the camera so they couldn't see. <laughs> and, and then the one guy, he braced himself, and two of them kicked the front door in at the same time. And as soon as they kicked it in, many bullets from heaven started coming through the front door, and they ran like rabbits running from a... That video was hilarious. I mean, as soon as they opened it, and of course they took off running, falling down, drawers hanging down on the ground as they tried to. The, the, the getaway car took off and left two of them. <laughs> What's so hilarious is when you see this, the guy is with you, but as soon as it goes south, that getaway car is like, I'm not waiting on y'all, I got to go. And, and then all of the other neighbors' videos of that camera, you saw them running across the grass like a domino effect. So this is not the day to be breaking in people's houses. Okay, people are buying guns at record numbers. Record numbers. Okay, so. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know why I share these sad stories. I like this type of stuff, you know, just you know, wages of sin is bullets sometimes, you know. You just, you're supposed to be breaking into somebody's house. You know, and that's just really sad because a guy, and, there's another guy, he just killed somebody over that. <laughs> this little 12-year-old kid, they broke in his house, and the 12-year-old kid killed the guy. And, 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 and the kid was talking like, yeah, he broke in the house, and, you know, I got the gun. And he was talking about the caliber of the bullet that he used. And, and he said, the guy didn't think I was serious until I blasted him. And, and, and a little child shall leave him. <laughs> Let me get back to the sermon. I'm going to quit fooling with these people. Especially nowadays, okay? I, 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 was a guy, I was at the range a couple of weeks ago, and a guy was given a stat that normally in the past, uh, minorities in the different categories did not buy weapons like that. But they said 60% of the gun sales in the United States are minorities. Because not everybody is scared, you know? And just like, it's just mayhem out here, and it's equal opportunity. Whites acting the food, blacks acting the food, Chinese. It's just multiculturalism. They're operating in one accord when they're on the street and acting the food. So, you know, follow peace, you all. 
follow peace. Quit going out at nighttime if you don't have to. Get your gas when the sun is up. Even the police officers will tell you the majority of the crimes that happen at Walmart are after about 8 p.m. Well, the Lord is my rock, my salvation. <sighs> You're not supposed to tempt God. Use common sense. Okay? So just use common sense. Watch. Do you, do you realize how many times I have pulled up next to y'all at the light? I'm waving. Put up a Batman signal. Smoke signals. I done rolled down the window. I'm blowing the horn. <laughs> I done lit firecrackers and you just sitting there. You're supposed to pay attention to your surroundings at all times. When you pull up to the light, look to your left and look to your right. Nod. <laughs> look in your rearview mirror. If somebody bumps you, don't pull over unless you are in a completed lighted area. I don't know why. You know, whenever I do this, it's, it happens to somebody. If you get bumped, particularly at nighttime, do not pull over to the side of the road. Keep driving until you pull in a gas station where there are other people. Because criminals do that type of stuff. They bump you, hoping that you pull over, and then they rob you. Okay? <laughs> Never mind. I'm telling stories about cars. Um, Y'all know, know the Tesla SUV? You know, those things are very fast. They go to zero to 60 in about two seconds. And uh, any Tesla RV can outrun a Ferrari, Lamborghini, anything. Go on YouTube and look at it. And, but it has an auto launch feature where you push the button and the thing launches itself. So there's one guy, he tried to carjack a guy with the Tesla, and he was looking at him, give me your wallet, boom, boom, boom. And, and while he was going to get it, he just hit launch. Zoom! <laughs> I need vehicles like that in my life. And the guy was just standing there looking like, no, you didn't. Sit down here and do that. Man, you got to think about stuff like that. Shouldn't be telling y'all this stuff, but you know, every time somebody calls me, you know when I tell people how to get out of tickets? Not illegally, but just by telling the truth. The very next week, two people call me. Man, I got pulled over, and I told the police officer the truth. And I apologized, and I was sorry. And he let me go. Maybe it's just the Holy Spirit helping people sometimes, but I wasn't speeding. Man, we clocked you at 95 and a 25. Hmm. So that was the sixth one, protection from something worse. Number seven, the person's death will fit into a greater purpose. Genesis 5.23, Enoch lived 365 years walking in close fellowship with God. Then one day he disappeared because God took him. When you read Jude 1.14 about Enoch, it says, And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with 10,000 of his saints. Enoch's death fit into a greater puzzle piece concerning a numbering system and the end of days. God snatched them at the beginning because of what he meant at the end. That's why the God, that's why the God that God snatched out the planet in the beginning was prophesying about the very end. And it's a reason why I said he was the seventh from Adam because seven means divine completion. And so there are formulas, you know, the Bible is so many things. And one of these is a book of formulas, it's a book of puzzles, signs, wonders, it's, it's, it's scientific systems that fit in the greater equations. The, the Bible is definitely a book of equations. 
It's a whole book of the Bible called Numbers. You see Moses in Deuteronomy 34. So the eyesight was clear, and he was as strong as ever. Why did he die? He fit into an equation. The man was perfectly healthy, but he died exactly at 120. The people of Israel mourned for Moses on the plains of Moab for 30 days, same time that Jesus came on the scene. And the customary period of mourning was over. So Moses died at 120, which is three sets of 40. 40 is the number of probation. Moses was in the palace for 40 years. Then he was in the desert for 40 years. And then he was in the desert trying to get the children of Israel to a particular place for 40 years. But so the 120 is a formula that fits into other equations. That's why he died exactly at 120. Even though he disobeyed, it still worked into a formula. Y'all got that? And then you know other stories in the Bible of others that have died. That's why. So you all remember how in the New Testament, Philip and Stephen were picked to serve tables and they were both great evangelists? It was perfect, lived a long life, but why is it that seemingly Stephen was perfect? He was perfect and it said, you already read about his qualifications, how, you know, how faithful and everything he was, and that's why he was picked. Then he said he did many wonderful miracles and the boy walked in such love that when they were stoning him, the person that he asked God to forgive him. How many know you can't hardly forgive the person that cut you off in traffic? They are stoning him and stoning him. And he said, Lord, what they're doing to me, please don't add this sin to their account. And he and they stoned him as he's looking into heaven, looking at Jesus standing up into a greater equation. The scripture just didn't tell you that. So men in the scripture that die, and, and the thing that we forget is, y'all, the Bible was continuing to be written even after it was done 2,000 years ago because God never changes. So there are still people today in our society that they die because they fit into a greater equation that you'll understand on the other side. It's a numbering system. It's a puzzle piece. It's an equation. I, I believe that my wife's, like my mom, and I think with my dad, he passed more from an unbelief point of view. You know, his faith just wasn't there to be able to tap into the healing and stuff like that, even though he was a solid man of God. My mother and her mother, they died because they were more ready. It was their choice. And they were like, my mom told me, she said, I'm tired. Okay, my wife's mother, you know, <laughs> when we meet with her, yes, hallelujah, I'm healed. Yes, glory to God, hallelujah. And, and then we would leave, uh, psh. But my wife's father, I believe he was taken because he fit a greater equation. Because he died on his knees praying. And there wasn't nothing wrong with him. And he was a beast in the spirit. He was a beast for the devil. But when he switched, he was on that level for Christ doing 40-day fast the same way you eat pizza. He was the first man that I actually learned about deliverance. What we do today, ask my wife, what we do when it comes to inner healing and deliverance and gifts of the spirit, ask my wife. I got offended by it when I went to that church that he was at. Because the man I was the 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 man's preach, the man's church whom he was preaching at, I said that wrong. I'm sorry. He was preaching at a man's church, and so before he brought up my wife's dad as the speaker, the man stood up and he said he did the same thing as Lisa. You stand up, boom, boom, boom. He said all of the first time visitors, please stand up, and he gave each first time visitor, each first time visitor a personal word, and I had never experienced that, and so I was like. Man, I don't believe this guy. And I'm looking at him. He, oh, he didn't pull him out like we do sometimes. He pointed, you, sir, first-time visitor. Yes, the Lord is saying this about you. You, boom, he is accurate, accurate. And I'm like, no, I don't believe this. And then he got to me. So you, sir, you are called to the ministry. 
And and I didn't really know if I was called to the ministry back then. You know, but what he said, I really half believed it, but what he said came to pass 100%. And then they had the nerve to have a deliverance service. I was through. Oh, we got to go. We got to go. When they started praying for people and people were coughing and spitting in the buckets and stuff like that, I had never heard or seen that because I grew up in Baptist circles. And I forgot what the scripture says that when you cast out demons, they foam at the mouth. Now we sitting up here doing the same old crazy mess. So it lets you know, just because you don't believe something don't mean it's not true. It might mean that outside your intellectual tolerance level or education, whatever else. So those are the seven reasons. Y'all got that? No other reason. All seven reasons why people die fit into those categories. Maybe a couple of subcategories, but those are the reasons. And guess what? When people die, you usually don't know the reason. So I won't be making any changes because somebody dies at my church or anything like that. I would need to investigate why they died. Were they even living right? Were they in unbelief? All of those things. So guess what? You know, when it comes to the COVID situation, you can get vaccinated. And if you're still in unbelief, you're still going to have some problems. Again, whether you're vaccinated or not, it, they, society should tell you something. Now they want you to get a third shot. And also, increasingly every day, people that got vaccinated are getting COVID. Like crazy. So I know for the most part, a lot of people, they, do, they may feel led to do it because, you know, <laughs> I'm in a battle with a particular company right now. And the employee is also a member of my church. They're the bridge. And so they're hitting her, oh, what do you believe and why? And I'm sending these intelligent answers and it's backing them into a corner. Oh, I'm hitting, boom, 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 boom. Well, exactly why do you not want to take the virus? I put that scripture in there where I says that uh, you are a temple of the Holy Ghost. And, and if you desecrate the temple, God will destroy you. I need to go take this to a few board members. Now, here's the crazy thing. It ain't got really nothing to do with the vaccine. That's just the scripture I gave them. Whatever. <laughs> Man, the Bible says, be wise as serpents, harmless as doves. Y'all remember the scripture? Jesus, we have a question. He said, wait a minute. I got a question for you first. And if you answer it, then I'll answer yours. He gave him the question and they talked. They said, we can't answer that. He said, I can't answer yours then. And he walked off. That's not the Jesus y'all see on the Jesus movies on TV, though. Putting the breadcrumbs together and all the rest. No, that ain't the dude you read in the Bible. The dude you read in the Bible was slick. <laughs> okay, so anyway. So, all right, that's the third one. The fourth one, I'm just opening it up. We're going to be on this a minute. Not a minute today, but a minute for the next few months. It's the most important subject. 2 Timothy 2.20. So I'm going to make sure everybody got that. Those are the seven reasons why people die. So judge yourself whenever you get hit with something. Told you. Maybe I didn't tell y'all. Uh, that maybe we, sometime last week, I was visited by the spirit of death. I went to bed. And before I fell asleep, for some reason, I was extremely afraid of going to sleep and that I wouldn't wake up. And so, and I know me, I'm not afraid of death. So I knew it was a spirit, but that thing was strong. 
Ooh, that sucker was strong. Because when an unclean spirit lights on you like that, they have the ability to make you feel how they feel. And at that moment, every fiber of your being feels afraid. But I knew that I wasn't. So I had to just sit there for a moment and gather my thoughts because I knew this was a spiritual attack against my mind. And I just kind of settled myself. Why do I feel afraid to go to sleep? And so then I just settled it. You know, quit trying to do a bunch of crazy stuff. Sometimes it's best for you to quote one scripture and then go to sleep. And I quoted it. Scripture that says, I will live and not die. I will live and see the great salvation and works of the Lord. Boom. That was my confession. Do you know something? This is a, this is now I learned this from a man who talked to Jesus about one of the keys to raising people from the dead is the condition of their mentality when they died. So here's a secret. Um, I, I got this feeling. And so before I go to sleep, I say, I will live and not die and see the salvation of the Lord. I go to sleep and then die. If my wife tries to resurrect me from the dead, I'll come back because I left the door open based on my words before I went out. That's a secret. Now remember, the stories are for everybody, including sinners. The revelations are for Christians. The secrets are only for those that are 100% committed. So that's the reason why you'll try to raise one person from the dead, it won't work, and another one it will. It was the condition of their mentality and mouth before they went out. And Jesus taught a man that personally. He said, it's like, he said, it's like going into a room and <laughs> like parents do with their kids, you go into a room and you close the door behind you and you lock it so the kids can't get in. But if you go into a room and you close the door and you don't lock it, the kids can still get in. So there's a lot of secrets to this stuff. And that's why the Bible always says mysteries, mysteries. Greatest, it says the mystery of sin, the mystery of tongues, the mystery of the kingdom of God. And then it says the great is the mystery of godliness. Living right, it's a whole mystery behind that. All right, y'all ready? 10 minutes, because I got a graduation today. 2 Timothy 2.20. In a wealthy home, some utensils are made of gold and silver.